What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. And he's back. The return of the kinker. Lord of the Rings, return of the kinker. Let's bring him on. What's good, Pagans? Great job with the site last week. You did a an excellent job running. Wow. Thanks, boss. Yeah. Appreciate it. Will that reflect in my bonus or my end of end of the year performance? Yes. Bonuses are kind of a sore subject right now. I think we'll do you, do you want to discuss a race? We'll just we'll just live discuss my, my race. <laughs> yeah, let's lay it all out there. Let's uh, bring your bring your bring your evidence to the table. Oh, there I am. Yeah. Oh my it's Lord uh, of the crazy. Ring. What a great Photoshop there yeah. by Craig. I mean when he, he's making two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, he better be having good photoshops. He's got a I lot of mileage out of he's got a lot of mileage out of that photo of me. It's I'm at the scrapyard. I think I I lugged like a shit ton of metal there, and they gave me like nine dollars for it. And then I uh, punctured my tire on like a like a nail on the way out out the scrapyard in Sellersville. So that's why I was making that that face, you know. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Did Remember you? you listen, I was only. I'm sorry. I was only listening to CBC and bits and pieces last week because I just tried to shut it down entirely. But did you get engaged, or are you? Did you propose or something? No. So I am in the process of proposing. We are rendering the ring right now, so I'll be get that by the end of the week. Um, do I have to? Do I have to clear that by you too, as my boss? <laughs> no, but I, I guess this is not a surprise for your for your girlfriend. <laughs> well, it was ruined. <laughs> so, uh, okay. so yeah. So it was not. It's not a surprise. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's how it's, it's, it's hard in, in 2021 with social yeah. media, with, you know, how engaged we are online and, and, and mm. through text messages and everything. It's hard to keep a secret. You had it easy back when you proposed. How long ago? It wasn't that long ago. It was like 2015, uh, 2015, 2016. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean like Sarah's dad was old school conservative. So I did the whole ask him for permission thing. And then he put it, he put a, uh, he put like a thing of champagne on uh, on ice, and after I asked permission, I waited like a, like three months or something. And he's like, he's like, are you gonna ask my daughter to marry you or not? Because I'm sick of keeping this sh- champagne on ice. I was like, oh shit, like Norm's gonna strangle me. I guess I should propose. So, uh, yeah, just, so just like, a nice eight dollar bottle of Roger. He's just keeping, <laughs> keeping on ice. He was a whiskey. He was a whiskey and uh, Coke guy. So I don't, I don't. I don't. I, he he definitely kept drinking his drink during that time. But yeah, he's like, "You gonna propose to my daughter? Because I'm sick of ice in this." Uh, uh, that's great. Shame. So that's yeah. great. No, but would good you job, man. Site site looked great. Yeah. What'd you get into on your on your week off? I saw you had a couple bathroom projects that looked like look you were uh, uh, excavating outdoors a little bit, doing a little rock uh, wall there. Yeah, we, nice. we took a we took a staycation, man, because uh, we. Um, we just got like battered over the winter. I'm like, why don't we just both take a fucking week off and just like get shit done around the house? And so literally we just made a list and we just did like, like project after project after project. I feel like so less stressed out from, from all that. Yes. We finished our DIY bathroom upgrade. Wow. Um, it looked a little like mermaid edition. It looked like a little mermaid built in there. Yeah. For the little girlies for the, look at the, the before. I mean, it just looks like ass. As yeah. the kids say, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what my childhood Lansdale bathroom looked like. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that thing had been touched since 1987 or whenever these houses were built. You know, uh, oh, yeah, shit. painted the cabinets, did all that stuff. I'm not like any kind of master, you know, home remodel or whatever. I know enough to do these like cheap DIY projects. I should do like a DIY Instagram, you know, like mm-hmm. dad dad hacks or some shit. I don't know. Maybe somebody in the chat can help me come up with my Instagram. 
yeah, flipping Philly. Joey, Joey B. Yeah. Kincaid needs to have an HGTV show flipping Philly. It'll show you how you can do the cheapest. Just get every episode will be the same. It'll be find the cheapest shit you can get on Facebook Marketplace and then do a half ass job of it. I was very proud of this one, though. Yeah. And then utilize where my man go. Uh oh. Uh oh. Something happened. The kinker just went radio silent. I think he's back. Sorry. I accidentally exited the thing. I'm rusty. I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was very proud of this one. The uh, there was a bunch of so that's a before picture. Yeah, just like this river rock, like sinking into the mud, and like there's like moss and all kinds of bullshit back there. So I dug. I I like use a spade to dig out all the river rock and like clean it off. Like you power wash it and get all the dirt off it or whatever. And then you build and you just take you get cheap brick from like wherever you can find it on like marketplace or whatever, and you just build a border there. And it, it it looks nice, but it's also functional too because it keeps the mud and the um, the stone from like bleeding into the the grass there. You know, I, part of my house is on a slope, so like if you have like mulch or you got rock or something like that, it starts to like when it rains heavy, it'll start to spill down the down the hill, and it just looks like crap. You know, so you put like a little border in there, and it gives you like some cosmetic. It's cosmetic, but it's functional at the same time too. No mudslides in Lansdale. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a challenging yard. So I hauled that boulder up there and I put the stepping stone in there. It's just, just clean it up, you know, like little. I don't know. I like doing this stuff, man, because like I don't got to tell you, like we stare at a computer all day. Or well, you go do fun stuff. You go down to Kelly, I get to do fun Kelly, stuff, Kelly yeah. Green Lodge. You, yeah. you <laughs> have to stare at a computer and uh, read and edit Anthony's uh, fifteen hundred word uh, <laughs> badly placed Oxford commas. <laughs> Uh, daily. Yeah, how was that? Did you? I I saw oh he had something God. for you to edit last week, and you just ignored it completely. Like, dude, dude. I want to tear. I only edited three last week, and I wanted to tear my eyeballs out because he makes me. This is Ann Sanfilo, who we're talking about for anyone at home. Brilliant guy, great great writer when it comes to the the wording of it. But man, can this dude this dude gets dominated by the Oxford comma every single time by, I, the it, lack, it, by the lack of uh, he doesn't use the oxford comma or whatever it is he yeah, uses too yeah. much commas yeah. and then like he yeah. makes me question the use of the comma yeah. and i'm like am i wrong is he wrong he i obviously write in a very like derelict style like a guy who's just kind of like shooting the shit he writes in this very like ap inquirer like newspaper style and stuff so it's kind of like we're totally different people so it's 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 crazy. Every time you go out, I just I rue the day that I have to edit Aunt San Filippo's pieces. Yeah, I was thinking of I was I, I, I keep hands off, like for the most part, like just let people kind of write how they write because everybody's got their own unique like kind of thing as Pagan falls off the chair here. But like I'm considering mandating the Oxford comma at Crossing Broad where you do like so people who don't know what the hell we're talking about. It's when you're doing a list and you put like, a comma after the second item. So like I, I put it in the chat, I like grapes, comma, apples, comma, and oranges. Anthony doesn't put the comma after apples. He doesn't. So it's so it's like it's just annoying. Yeah. I may have to fire him, actually. If he doesn't do the Oxford comma. The- you want to discuss his race too? <laughs> no, I don't want to discuss money at all right now. I, I think um I think you less want- less money talk that we have is probably <laughs> probably better for everybody. <laughs> so. You want to talk about the Kelly Greens? I do. I got my Kelly Green right here. Look at this. Wow did you did you buy that? 
No, this is an old school one, man. This is like an original OG hat that my dad had back in the day during like the uh, Marion Campbell uh, era, and he just gave it to me. So, this so when is old were you born? This is OG Kelly Green, like the uh, you know the little snapback is broken on the thing. Nice. So, when were yeah. you born? Eighty four. So you remember the Kelly Greens up until when did they leave? Like 95, 94? 96, 96, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I was tw- uh, 12, I guess. Um, I don't, I don't remember. Look, I mean, I don't, I don't, I had buddy Ryan stands in my feed yesterday, ripping me a new asshole. So I, I like, no, I was not like, like loosen enough. I was like nine years old or, you know, seven years mm-hmm. old or whatever, like at the height of, of Bud Foster and all that stuff. So no, I, I don't remember watching the games like, as they happen but my yeah my first memory of all the eagle stuff my dad's fandom was kelly green and you didn't like the kelly greens up until recently right yeah i changed my mind man honestly i i didn't i didn't write that column yesterday just because we were trying to get people to click on a fanatics link you know but it was helpful maybe uh but no that was the that was the honest truth man it was like i i don't because i mean maybe people in the chat can corroborate but i think like if you're a certain age like you just you associate kelly green with like losing, you know, it was like the era of Buddy Ryan when they didn't win a single playoff game. You know, I think I think the, mm-hmm. that stretch from like the end of the Dick Vermeil era through Marion Campbell, Buddy Ryan, Rich Kotai. I think Ray Rhodes had Kelly Green for like two years or the first year of before they switched over. They, they only won two playoff games in like uh, eighteen or nineteen years. So I think for like when people would like yearn for the Kelly Green, it's like, I don't know, like our 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 first like memories of the Eagles winning were like when Donovan was wearing midnight green, mm-hmm. you know, Mine. so you make this. You, so you make this association like, oh, they're good now. Like, why does everybody want to go back to this Buddy Ryan shit? You know, um, but I, I don't you know, like I, I've softened my stance on it because when they won the Super Bowl in 2017, I was like. I, you know, I feel like I mellowed out a lot. I was like, hey, I saw a Super Bowl. It's awesome. We had the parade. We got that experience. So I don't need to have a stick up my butt about like, you know, wins and losses or winning culture, or losing culture or anything like that. And it was cool. Man. I mean, like, let's, let's be honest, too. I mean, like most people are not like you'd have to be 50 plus probably to remember like Harold Carmichael and Jaws in 1980 or like like really, really old to remember like the national championship from like 1960 or whatever. They did have great moments in Kelly Green, but those are a long time ago. You know, I mean, you'd have to go back. How long ago was 1980? Like 43 years at this point, you know? Wow, yeah. Um, so, but, but it is cool. The other thing too, is it's cool to see like, you know, like Reggie wore Kelly green and Randall mm-hmm. Cunningham and Eric, Eric Allen oh, and, wow. you know, jaws, those people. So I, I don't, you know, when I saw that picture that was leaked over the weekend um, of like Brandon Graham wearing it, I was like, yo, this is, yeah. this looks pretty badass. Like he looked like Reggie, you know, yeah. and he's got a little bit of that gray in the beard coming in there too. I'm like, yo, this photo is hard to shit, you know? Yeah. Like, this is really cool. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, just the thought of like, Jalen Hurts wearing that and Kelsey wearing that, like wearing the same color. Yeah, that's a photo I'm talking about there. Yeah. That is like the like that, hard, like the hardest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a scary yeah. photo right there. Yes, yeah, that is tough, man. And like this, this the the socks with the with the Kelly green stripes look cool too. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I think it's cool. Like to to look, they're not gonna like overdo. They're not going back to Kelly green full time, I and mean, they're gonna wear it twice this year. So well, you know, I mean, midnight green is still the thing. They're still gonna do the all blacks and. You know, still wear the white tops at times, so I, I don't. It's just. Cool I, I don't think that. they can do the blacks anymore. Oh, they can't. I thought, I thought it was only three jerseys, unless it's two jerseys so and two alternates. I swear, no. the blacks were going to have to be, uh, we're going to have to be thrown to the wayside if they did Kelly Green. I could be wrong. Someone in the chat could tell me I'm wrong. 
If I am, let me know. I, I, I there, there are there rules there that I, yeah. I, you know, a reader emailed me yesterday because I was like, hey, maybe they wear like the all blacks, like Kansas City or something. But he he made the point that like they wear red, I think, at home. You know, so I don't think you could do that anyway. But like the point being, it's like they're only going to, you know, Kelly Green's only going to be pulling out the schedule for two games. But I, I, I mean, I think it's cool. Like I'm, I'm mellowed on the whole thing because I saw them win a Super Bowl. Okay. Craig pulled it up here. The NFL only allows teams to have two alternate or throwback jerseys. Uh, the Seahawks already had two with their bright green and the wolf gray. Um, and the Seahawks decided to keep the green and shelve the gray. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, so they, so they can have, so they can, so you're saying they can have midnight green, Cali green and like white, white or black. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All and right. they're not getting rid of white or midnight green anytime soon. I, I, I feel like. No, but you were down there, man. Yeah. So it looked pretty, pretty crazy. Was it, uh, how many it, people? It was awesome. There? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I always like kind of joke around like greatest fan base of the world, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. Cause you know, I mean, we, we watched with the Phillies last year. We can be homers, not really when it comes to the Eagles and stuff, but we can be homers from time to time. That was impressive. That was freaking 3000 people that lined up before 9am waiting for a Jersey release that you could have gotten on online i know people are like oh why don't you go online you should go get the jersey online i just think it was a cool experience i really think the people that were down there were all in really good spirits this woman was freaking hilarious like it was just a really <laughs> a lot of, comment, really, a lot of comments really, on her act her accent yeah yeah but i mean hey listen every time we put out a video there's always a comment on the accent and stuff my accent other people's accent like it's just a <laughs> philadelphia is just a, a a melting pot of different accents but it was so cool to experience um, I think even Craig, who typically doesn't love getting up early and meeting me in Philadelphia, I think he even cracked a smile once or twice, um, <laughs> thinking it was it was a lot of fun. It was really hot too. Um, yeah, early early in the morning, but uh, but it was awesome. And and shout out to to Eagles fans because like me and Craig, when we first they uh, the Eagles PR were really cool. They're like, hey, come on in. You know, they treat us like we were actually media, and not just a bunch of idiots running around with the. Oh, the PR people were really cool. So they're like, hey, come on in. You know, you can see all the stuff before anyone else can. And yeah. then uh, you can just line up on here. I'd be lying to you if I if I didn't think there was going to be at least one fight. You know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because so, so she was first in line and was, they just kind yeah. of they they how did they let everybody in at once or did they kind of like to open a little bit of time? That's what they didn't do. They didn't let anyone at once. They basically counted off, I would say, in terms of 10 to 15. So 10 okay. to 15 people would come in. Then uh, they would go you know, check out and everything. Then another 10 to 15 would come in and everything. For for as bad as the social media was with the whole leak and everything and them teasing us for the whole week, which I was so happy that, that it leaked in the end because I just didn't understand why they teased us. The PR and the merchandising team and security at the pro shop did a fantastic job. From oh, like cool. it, it was so well run, like insanely well run. Nobody and nobody like was even like in the line because I was I was going in, I was going out, I was talking to people at the register. Even people in line were like, I can't believe I'm waiting so long. Like this sucks. Like this is the worst put on event in the world. Like even people were kind of like just excited. It, it was it was weird. It was a little euphoric and whatnot in the Kelly Greens. I um, saw yeah, you know, I, I see some people who were like like why the fuck would people line up for something like this? I'm like, I, I don't know. Like they're excited about it. Uh, they're looking forward to the season. It's 
the summer like they go hang out with a bunch of other eagles fans or yeah. doing jello shots in the parking lot because that's something like five years ago i would have crushed and i would have been like why are people doing <laughs> doing this but now i'm trying to i'm trying to like mellow out a little bit you know there you go kind of like just like if people are having fun doing it i don't see, i don't see what the big deal is i mean everybody looked like they were having fun so yeah so, yeah yeah oh there's a bunch of get a job no eagles fans have jobs blah 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 it's like has anyone ever oh, yeah. are you video? not are you not working yeah you yeah. don't don't you have to be at work or something there's yeah. teachers you know someone was off they got you know seven jerseys for their cousins and stuff who couldn't be down there and stuff like there was just a bunch of stuff that was like people were he were doing the ins and outs of it and it was all cowboys fans and giants fans that were, that were in the comments like get a job and everything it was amazing and there's no fan base like it there really isn't there's no fan base that will get up at 3 30 in the morning four o'clock in the morning and tailgate a jersey reveal absolutely yeah, and, not. Yeah. no there's no you're right and for content purposes i will take any i would rather talk about anything other than whether how many passes jalen hurts completed <laughs> at, at training camp today so we had that we had kelly green yesterday we had bob kelly getting punched i was like all right i'll it's a different kind of content day for a for a summer Monday. That's but, what we um, consider a good content day at Crossing Broad. Yeah, it's a, I mean, I we don't want to get anybody to get punched. We don't want anybody to get punched in the face. But yes, um, Bob has not texted me back. Uh, he's fine though. He said he's fine. But anyway, just on quick on the Kelly Green. Are we going to do this breakdown for for T? He said, uh, Yeah. Well, who would who would your top? Can you give me a top three? Can you give me a top five? If you need to think, I can go first. Is for who you use Kelly Green jersey you would get on what jerseys you would get? Yeah, honest to God, man, I thought the Hassan Reddick ones looked pretty badass. I did too. Yeah, the seven is so cool. Yeah, and I didn't and I didn't like the Kelly Greens in 2010. I don't know if that's a yeah. hot take. I don't know if people liked them. I they were like a weird when shade and, of green. when Vic and McCoy were, were wearing them when they did the throwback. Yeah, like oh. I just they were they were a different shade of green. I thought they were a weird shade of green. You go back and you look at them, and they I think I don't know if Nike was a part of that then. That might have still been Reebok doing them then or starter whoever it was back then but i didn't like yeah. i didn't love that that green i think this green pops and it could be the same green but i don't think it is um i could be colorblind but i would i would de- i mean you got to go hertz number one i guess see these green yeah i mean the reebok looks like, stupid like the reebok well no. you got the seven you got the seven on the shoulder i think the eagle on the on the shoulder makes it really really stand out um the socks are different like now, nah, I think I think these are are, are way they better are. from from top to bottom. Um, I like the helmets of, of the Vic one. I forget if they're bringing those helmets exactly back. I, I I think they are. I think we saw, I think we saw uh, John Clark release release one of them. But anyway, so my top. I thought, but I thought red. I you know real quick. I thought, but like the reason I would say Reddick was because like my Kelly my well, I associate Kelly Green with like you know Buddy Ryan defenses, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the best defensive player? Like who who's the Reggie or the the Clyde or whatever the hell on this team? I mean, I guess it's Red. Like Reddick has had a bazillion sacks last year, right? And his 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 jersey just felt like Kelly Green to me. I don't know if I can just I don't know if that makes sense to anybody. But um I don't look I at was I the Brandon Graham for a lot of people. A lot of people want to Brandon Graham. Graham. But yeah, here's the, here's something. Yeah. Uh Graham and Cox are on not back order, but their delivery got delayed. They were supposed to be there yesterday. But apparently, um, the delivery's delayed. Oh, so I don't know okay. if they're now, there now. Yeah, I know that some people who went through like fanatics with us were getting like the f- refund message or whatever. I don't. I maybe I don't know if the demand was just not. Um, I don't know if people just underestimated demand or whatever. But uh, 
yeah, I mean, I was surprised. I, you know, I figured there'd be people down there at the stadium, but I, the line just kept going and going. The video that you guys had was like, oh, shit, you know? Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, one guy spent $5,000 on a jersey. One woman, that woman that we had in the video, spent $1,500 on jerseys and stuff. Like, people were coming out with 10, 15, 20, 30. Like, crazy, it was man. hilarious. And, and the Eagles, going back to that point, was like <laughs> Jalen Hurst jerseys would fly off the rack. Here comes an employee with 20 more Jalen Hurts jerseys to put back on the rack. Yeah. Like they were in, out, in, out, in, so out. The so wait, the people, did the people at the end of the line, was there enough left for them when they got when they got in the store? We probably left around 1030 and there was still probably 500 to 1000 people in line. Um, at one point, they brought him into the Pepsi Plaza and kind of just snaked it around the concourse. So and they were giving away like free uh, Philly soft pretzels, free water rice and all that stuff. But uh, there was, I mean, there was still a good amount of people, but it didn't seem like supposedly, according to, I saw a tweet out there that the Eagles Pro Shop still has full inventory till today. Mm. So like, that's another thing where it's like, the Eagles knew about it. The Eagles are part of the NFL. The NFL who partners with Fanatics, you know, you think they would be like, hey guys, listen, make sure you have a lot of inventory, you know. I think the generic like, strategy for anything eagles related is just order extra or just <laughs> yeah. produce extra like you're not gonna have yeah you're definitely not gonna have you know rare circumstances where like carson wentz you know starts playing like shit and then spirals out of control and now his jersey is on the discount rack at dicks okay so be it but yeah um, but i yeah. feel like a loss that michael rubin takes is just ashtray money to him if he takes any loss on inventory, it's like, oh, okay, I'll just write it as a tax write-off. Like, so I, I don't understand why they, they wouldn't have that and stuff. Yeah. I saw pictures of uh, saw pictures of Cherry Hill, bad sports city, but uh, yeah. but they had a line outside of there. Uh, I saw pictures of Lancaster. They had a they had it was kind of they funny. got a store like, in Lancaster, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're like all on like this Amish road. They're like all lined up on this road. They had like, like troughs. So they had troughs for the horses to to <laughs> drink from and eat from while they were waiting for their jerseys. Yeah. Do the Amish watch sports? Oh, they don't have TVs, right? I mean, it's not just all Amish people over there in Lancaster. Yeah. I mean, I got buddies that went to Temple that that grow up in Lancaster. <laughs> you got any Lancaster people in the uh, any Lancaster people in the chat? Anybody from Lidditz, you know, to tell yeah. us how the uh, the Amish are over there? I don't know. I thought it was cool, man. I, I you know, um, I would say Reddick, yeah, Brandon Graham. Kelsey, you know, Mylotta. ESP had an interesting take, I thought. Every day, once in a while, he does have an interesting take. Um, he was saying that he felt like it's a new. Uh, yeah, he felt like it's a not a Kelsey and Graham jersey. It's more of a new era kind of jersey. So, like, because okay. I, I, I was talking that. to him, like, but I was talking to him because, like, hey, imagine if this got released in 2018, if these jerseys got released. Everybody and their mother would have a Carson Wentz Kelly Green jersey. Yeah. And then the next two years, he's on Indianapolis and you got to figure out what you're doing with your Kelly green jersey. You're probably putting a, a piece of duct tape over and making it an A.J. Brown jersey. So, like, yeah. even though I do believe in Jalen Hurts a lot more than I believed in Carson Wentz, there is still that scary question in the back of your mind being like, shit, you know, in case he gets injured or something happens, you know, you never know what happens. The back of your mind, like, do you just go Kelsey? Do you just go Brandon Graham? Do you just go Fletcher Cox? Guys who are probably going to get maybe their numbers retired one day. On, my, dad, uh, my dad wanted a jersey back in the right. day, and we were like, who's kind of consistent? Who's going to be here for a while? Who's, like, unlikely to get traded? So we got him a John Runyon jersey. He wow. still wears the Runyon jersey, yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm like, oh, yeah, offensive lineman's pretty stable, you know? Yeah. 
you know, like how long was uh, Todd Harriman's here? You know, your guy, right? You see him, saw him down the parking lot. You know, he's my guy. Um, yeah, how was Spadaro doing? Was he good? Buds, man, that dude is an that dude is electric. <laughs> he's he's everywhere. He's every, yeah. every Eagles event. Yeah, yeah, he was emceeing the event. I think he was. I think he wanted to like. You know, he was hoping for a fight just so he could go like stiff arm people and throw them around a little bit. <laughs> Give him a, you know, he got a taste of it. Now, now, yeah. now he like wants, yeah, yeah. yeah he's wound, I, tell my he's wife, up. I tell my wife that every so often. I'm kind of like Jones it for a good fight because when you're around, I have two young daughters and I write behind a computer all day. I don't do anything that's really like exciting or like rough or like dangerous. You know, I'm like, I could go for a good fight. I haven't been in a fight in a while. You, you could do other things. You could, you could go to like a boxing gym. Yeah. I mean, you, can go, <laughs> yeah, you could go to kickboxing. <laughs> You could you could <laughs> pick up north, a weight, put it down. You can go to North North Penn kickboxing, yeah, in the in the Wise shopping center. Yeah, you can do that. Instead, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Instead, you're hoping the, the the cashier at the Giant says something wrong to you so you can lurch over the uh, the conveyor belt <laughs> and knock them out, knock out some yeah. like 18 year old kid or some 19 year old kid going to Monco. I'm hoping for a robbery on uh, Main Street Lansdale so I can chase the guy down the street like Bob, like the guy who punched Bob Kelly. Uh, and I can tackle him in the mean streets of Sea Isle City. Where are, uh, where's our update on that? You you had that story. They um, well, Bob was back on a good day this morning, and Trump he kind of he kind of had a little bit of it. I mean, you could tell that he got like whacked, you know. And yeah. um, but yeah, he said like thanks to everybody for um for the text messages and the phone calls and reaching out and all that stuff. And he, I, I guess he, the way he explained it was, uh, Oh yeah, we can listen to it. Craig Craigers, you want to pull that up? Today, there was an incident, however, in Seattle city. I know you want to talk about. Yeah. I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much for all of the messages uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, cell phone, texting, uh, all concerned about me. I'm okay. I'm here. Um, it was just, it was a frightening, disturbing event that apparently was incited by this TikTok challenge, similar to what you saw happen to Cardi B with the water and uh, being videoed. Um, you know, the cause of the assault under investigation, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but I hope that this can bring some, uh, some, some light to this craziness uh, that is out there and put a stop to it. So, but thank you again for all of the messages. I'm ready to go. I'm on the beach with a cup of coffee. There you go. So let's do it. <sighs> at 4.02 in the morning. Oh, I, thought he, I thought he was just <laughs> winking at us. Okay. All right. Well, that's <laughs> No. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm I, like, a little I do like how the two ways, anchors like okay. made fun you of his know, eye. I, I thought that was pretty funny. Story, so probably. you got the shit beat out of you. How does that feel? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what are you winking at us over there, Bob? <laughs> I'm glad hey, we're all in good spirits. Down the shore. You know, some people, you know, if you go to a bar and you get in a fight and you get your ass beat, they'd leave. Bob Kelly goes right back down to the shore. I like that. The trooper, man. So I was, yeah, I mean, because we saw it. Um, people were tweeting us yesterday, and they're like, hey, do you guys know? <laughs> he's got a coffee. If Bob finds him, he's going to give him a double double jelly donut jammo to the face. <laughs> jammo. Um, but, he, he, um, yeah, because people were tweeting us yesterday, and they were, like, asking us to look into it. I couldn't really dig too too much on it. They didn't, like, they didn't tell anybody of Fox 29 anything. <laughs> Like, you know, I would think that if you or I got punched in the face, we'd just send like an email to the staff and be like, hey, FYI, you know, Kevin's all right. He just got clocked by some guy in North Wales or, or whatever. Some guy know. doing a TikTok challenge. Some <laughs> yeah, guy trying to steal his ego mower. Yeah, yeah the, the upper Gwynedd TikTok challenge. Kincaid was assaulted on the zero turn mower. 
Um, but they, yeah, they didn't tell anybody everything, but I, just, I talked to some people behind the scenes. They're like, no, he's a Bob's okay. You know, but I guess, um, yeah, I guess it happened in the restaurant. It used to be the lobster loft. It's called the or the or uh, house now or house, the whore, yeah. not the whorehouse. Yeah. But the or house. And, uh, I guess they chased the guy out. Of, I guess the guy dumped a beer on him and, uh, Bob turned around and like, was like, yo, what the fuck or whatever. And then I guess the guy just punched him. <laughs> I'm trying to run Craig, out, can we run do out. some research on this TikTok challenge that Bob is talking about? About a, he, he mentioned Cardi B, who I saw this weekend got water thrown at her. Yeah, they um, threw it. They threw a like a like a somebody in the crowd at the show threw like a full bottle or threw a full thing of water at her in security. There was also allegedly she said to throw water at her supposedly or or, or like like you know throw your waters up or something like that. Like I, I supposedly she like uh, said something uh, yeah. to the fact that you know someone threw water at her um i did not expect uh bob kelly's um statement to include him and cardi b in the same sentence i, I would i'll be <laughs> honest there um yeah. i did not uh, who, think who, uh, you, in in cil city who do you think is more well known bob kelly or cardi b oh it's definitely Bob. Definitely Bob. If it was just Wildwood, Bob, yeah. it would be Bob, no doubt. Bob yeah. owns the Seaport Pier on the boardwalk. But yeah. uh, I, I do want to say this. Just I mean, goes up like, and down the shore all summer long doing he's events. Got, cool. He's got the greatest job in the world, Kevin. The greatest good, yeah. You want to hear a true story? I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you. I did tell you a quick yeah, story. because I, I used to work with Bob at Eyewitness News. Um, when they let go of Bob at Eyewitness News, the people who um, organized the St. Patrick's Day parade, or they like of Kathy Orr too at the same time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people who organized the St. Patrick's parade were so annoyed by that that they went over to Fox instead. They like left Channel, Channel 3 used to broadcast the St. Patrick's Day parade every year. And they're like, when Bob and Kathy left and went over to Fox, they just went to Fox with Kathy and Bob because they they liked them so much and they did they like hosted the parade or something like gotta that. Got to protect so. protect one of your own. Gotta so we lost the Irish. The Irish gotta protect the Irish. Yeah, yeah. The Irish are very loyal, I guess. So there's never there's never any protection for the Irish. All right, the Irish are just the butt of every joke. They gotta protect themselves. It's the Irish and the Italians. It's like South. Now Philly. the Italians are fine. People respect the Italians. Nobody respects the Irish. Are you sure? The, uh, the Italians Nobody are like the only the, the Italians and the Irish are like the only ones we can make fun of without people. No, no, you us. can't make fun of the Italians. You can't. No, I we do can't it. Do like gabagool. But, like I, <laughs> but I really do think if I make fun of an Italian in the back of my mind, will I be in the house down in the aisle? Will I get a beer thrown at me and then I turn around and get punched in the face? I honestly thought this is this I'm is this is what my this is what my theory was. He was pretty critical of the Wildwood linemen and the Atlantic City Electric people. And it was a local Sea Isle person. I thought someone went rogue and was like, hey, Bob, remember when you were critical of those hardworking blue collar guys on the line risking their lives? Yeah. Wham. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. And that's I love what I, that and that's what I thought the story was going to be. Yeah, I love that conspiracy theory that was going around because Bob criticized like the electrician, the people who couldn't get the power on in, in New Jersey. They're like an angry linesman. Not not Jordan Maialata, but like an electrical worker came to Sea Isle and found him and beat the shit out of him. That was my favorite conspiracy theory. But no, they said it was a local. I talked to a bunch of people last night. And they said it was a local kid in Sea Isle who's like well known down there who's been in trouble before. I didn't see like All a right, mugshot or anything, but apparently they did arrest him. So 
All right. Well, this is wild. Uh, Craig pulled this up. Is this the TikTok challenge, I'm guessing? All right. So he, he pulled up an article said, in recent months, there have been sev- several highly publicized incidents of things being thrown at musical art. Is this serious? In June, singer BB Rexa was sent to the hospital and ended up needing stitches on her left eye after a fan threw a cell phone. After she collapsed, rapper Drake was also hit with a cell phone at a show in Chicago this month. Are we really comparing Bob Kelly's charity event down at the Orhouse in Seattle to BB Rexa and Drake? International superstars getting phones thrown Bob's at them. Bob's well known. I think you're selling Bob. I'm Kelly not saying, no, no, no. I'm not criticizing Bob that he's not well known, but I mean, it's not like Bob's performing in front of the Wells Fargo Center and getting a throne fo- thrown at a, a phone <laughs> thrown at him. I'm asking Craig if we can find anything on this TikTok challenge where we throw some some water in a person's face and then we're punching them in the face because I would first like it to stop. Second, I would like to corroborate my boy my boy Bob's story. Okay, we're journalists at the end of the day. <laughs> We are journalists, right? We do do journalism here. I hate these stories though because, like, you call the police, they don't fucking give you anything. Called the restaurant, and the guy and the manager's like, I don't really know anything. I wasn't here. And then I call a bunch of people. They only want to talk off the record. So you put something together, and then Rob Rob over at the Inquirer publishes his story like sixty seconds before I'm done, and I'm like, oh motherfucker. But it's all good. He's a good dude. I gave him got through a bunch of links to his stuff in there, so it's, it's hard to like flesh those kinds of things out, you know. So, can we the finally, Facebook, I guess, the Facebook group? The Facebook group is like people people behaving badly in Seattle City or something. So I'm now a follower. I'm now a group member of uh, people behaving badly in Seattle City. So it was a good development that came from that. This would never happen at La Costa. I'll just tell you that. This would never happen if La Costa never closed its doors. <laughs> Here's a serious question, though. Is Seattle City getting kind of shitty or was it always shitty? Um,. I haven't been back since the pandemic, but it's a little rough in some parts in Seattle. I don't know. I mean, I would still think I still think Wildwood's rougher. It's I don't know. It's a bunch of like Delco people and people from my my area in Monco that go down to uh, to Seattle. I don't think Seattle's that rough unless it's like totally done a complete one. I mean, there's just still. You know, million dollar houses that line, and this was a guy who's a who's a local. He he yeah. hates the chubies, so he doesn't count. Um, there's only like three thousand people that live down there full time and stuff. But no, I would say Seattle's fine. Wildwood's even getting better. North Wildwood's great. Wildwood Crest is great. Even Proper's getting good. I mean, not everyone can be in Avalon like your boy. You know, my like my boy. No, like me. Oh, like you're, oh, you're in Avalon. Okay. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm 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 in Avalon by the 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 goodness of my aunt's heart, but yeah, I'm in Avalon. <laughs> an elitist, an Avalon elite. Yeah, I don't think. Let's just say, like, we were talking about money earlier in the show. I think what I could afford is like something along Route Nine and the camping grounds, like a a tiny house that I'd have to attach to my truck and move around or whatever. Yeah, I'd be I'd be the Wildwood Bay is what I could I could uh I forget what that's that's called, but my I'm more like whatever. yeah, my finances with two kids in uh in daycare right now are more like Dennis Township, you know. Yeah. No yeah. no offense to anybody down there. I'm just saying I don't have a lot of um disposable income right now. My finances in the summer are Fishtown apartment living. <laughs> well, Fishtown just keeps getting wider and wider too, by the way, you know. So. Old Kensington, but I say Fishtown. Old Kensington. What else did we have on the site yesterday? Oh, how, what do you think about Doc going to ESPN? You going to watch a lot of ESPN and hear Doc? I actually think Doc will be good at it. I really do. I do he's, too. 
very good at every interview that I've ever watched that doesn't have to do with uh, the X's and O's of basketball or questioning your thought process on benching Ben Simmons. Um, he's just not an arrogant prick like he is on every um, on every uh, press conference and stuff. So I think he'll actually really be good. And here's a here's a little uh, ESPN analytics research and info for you. The last person to get fired by their team and go in to becoming an ESPN analyst. Guess who it was? Um, no. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Oh, Mark Jackson. <laughs> and what happened to Mark Jackson's Warriors oh, next year? Oh, okay. They so, won it all. so you're saying the Sixers are going to be world champions? Well, yeah, and that, and and I also saw a double rainbow over the uh, the Sixers. Uh, practice facility this weekend so i think that's actually good luck i saw a double rainbow over top of the amc um movie theater in on market street that what's that got to do that arena that was an arena joke i guess nobody got it oh um damn yeah fashion district oh there it is yeah Yeah. oh wow look at that yeah it was beautiful yeah yep that's a full rainbow too you get to see the whole thing yeah that was legit yeah yeah um, I, yeah, I think Doc would be good at uh, at doing color commentary. He did it once back in t- uh, 2004. Different voice, though. He had a different voice back then? Yeah. You didn't know that? Like you're saying, like, he he just got 20 years older, and so he sounds different? Or... No, I think, he had a, I think he had a vocal surgery. Craig, Craig if we can pull that up, oh. uh, it's, it's Doc Rivers back in, like, I think he was on TNT back in the day. He was a broadcaster. But voice is like significantly yeah. different because you got his his gravelly voice and everything. I think he had a he think he had a, a throat surgery. Oh, had yeah, a okay. voice. Yeah. Um, what happens when B ball Paul goes for fifteen and ten? Then Doc's calling um, calling the game. Are we going on a on a Paul Reed victory tour from the broadcast booth? Does Doc just drop a mama? There goes that man. I always thought he would be good at media. I honestly, he should have done it like three years ago because I just keep coming back to that thing where he said at his introductory press conference, he's like, oh, I was thinking of taking a break from coaching. You know, instead, we got three straight years of second round exits, you know, out of a guy who was like on the tail end, obviously, you know. So, okay. Yeah, here we go. Here's what Doc Rivers used to sound like. We're going to miss Luke Longley, obviously. That's a major concern for the Bulls. They're going to do it. We're going to miss Luke Longley, obviously. That's a major concern. We're going to miss Luke Longley. (laughs) Yeah, that was, oh, shit. <laughs> the Bulls are gonna miss Luke Longley, which is hilarious because like yeah. Doc would probably like never play the backup center. He would probably just go small ball with like whatever Bulls team that was that year. Luke They're gonna Longley. miss Luke Longley. It's like Doc, what do you give a shit about big men? I don't, I don't know, but I, I don't know if people in the um in the chat are like Doris Burke and. Mike, uh, Mike Breen, um, yeah, fans. I still think Kevin Harlan's the best. I mean, I would much rather listen to him. I honestly think Doc would be like perfect. He could replace anybody on the TNT crew, like like Kenny or Shaq or Charles or or Ernie. He would just slide right in there. I think. No. Yeah. You think so? I do. Yeah. With with Shaq and Charles and Kenny. Yeah, I think he would fit seamlessly onto that desk. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a hot take. I don't think it is at all. I mean, I think Doc's like good. I mean, when he's not telling us in the media that we're idiots, like he's pretty good. He's pretty open, you know. You would know more than I would. 
Yeah, I didn't really get a lot of doc in person because like I, I got off the Sixers beat like right when the COVID stuff ended. So all of the all of the yelling he did at me, it was on Zoom. Um, <laughs> sitting on my couch after the game, my wife's like, what did he just say to you? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. So, uh, yeah, anyway, um, speaking of yelling at people, um, you see you see Carly Lloyd go after the, the women here. She sounded yeah. like a WIP caller, like they didn't you, – you can't be celebrating a draw here. Well, maybe I'm a WIP caller because that pissed me off. 0-0 zero, zero right? against Portugal, which I guess yeah. – which, which what I heard was like the post was their best friend apparently. Like they should have lost to Portugal. And they're out there like dancing around and stuff, barely getting through the group stage. I mean, you're you're the yeah. USA women. You're not, you know, this isn't USA men's World Cup. You're the USA women. You want to be paid just like the men, but you perform better than the men. You should All be right? in these teams. You should. They should have hung seven on Vietnam. You know, and pathetic that they go through. They go advance with two draws and finish second in the group. But this is like. This is the team of like Abby Wambach and Michelle Akers and Brandy Chastain. It's like a historic. The most, yeah. one of the most successful American sports programs that we've ever had. Mm. Don't settle for less. Carly Lloyd's 100% right, man. She should, get, she should put her on WIP. You know? She would have ripped Gene Segura for not hustling down to first, you know, years ago. And she would have been right, you know? Yeah. She's got that little bit of Philadelphia in her. Also, wow. not to digress too much from this, but I also think she didn't get along with everybody on the women's team because she's like a Republican and they're all liberals and like, Colonel Rapino saw a lot of eye. There's no shot. <laughs> no, no. no, she's like she's like a straight up Republican, or and and so they're like I don't think they like each other. So I'm sure she, um, I'm sure there was some some of that wrapped into the criticism. But she was. But even if you take that out of it, it was justified. So um, they're probably gonna they're not gonna lose. They're not gonna even get to the final. They might not even get to the semifinal. They got to play Sweden in the next round. The Swedes are good, and they got to play Japan. Yeah, I think if they beat them. So I think the women are cooked, man. I think it's going to be a disappointing tournament. What is it? Is it? Are they too old? Are they too young? They're too, too young. Do they too not young. care enough? Do they not have that feisty Republican like Carly Lloyd that they need? They need a feisty Republican on the yeah. team. Is what they need. They need a hard they need a Republican American. leader like Mitch McConnell. That's what they need. <laughs> they need Mitch McConnell. That's too. what the women need right now. Feisty <laughs> Republican leader like Mitchie Mack. All right. Who sometimes forgets where they're at in positioning, but it happens. I think Ford is actually right. He says there's no alphas. <clears throat> yeah. Alex Morgan, not an alpha. Rapino's like barely like she's getting some playing she's time, like but 38. She's 38. Yeah. She's barely part of the team at this point. Yeah. I mean, they've Rose, got- Rose Lavalli or whatever her name Rose is. Rose Lavelle. They got Julie Ertz is still on the team. Lindsay Horan is really good, but they're missing. Um, <clears throat> Becky Sauerbrunn, I think, and somebody else is injured too. They, they have a couple injuries, but they don't have. They, there's like, I don't know. You, you ever get that class of like, sometimes there's a draft class. It's just like, eh, you know, there's no. It's a little weaker, right? I think this this class of women's well, players, they don't have like the Julie Ertz's and the Carly Lloyds and the. Well, that's what they're doing with the USA men's basketball team. Like they're like, there's rumors out there that they're going to start trying to poach Joel. You know, see if he wants to come and play. I'm not into that at all. I don't like that in Why? basketball or soccer. I don't like natural. I don't like naturalizing players because I think it's I think it's cheap. Like if somebody's a dual national or like they're born in the United States. If Joel was born in the U.S., lived here for five years, then he moved to France. Like he's he was born here. He's got roots here. Like that's one thing. But somebody lives over here for a certain amount of time, and then they're naturalized and they become a U.S. citizen. Like it's not really 
the, the same in my mind. There, there a lot of soccer teams actually like do this. Like there was a Brazilian dude who played for Croatia. Did he just went over there to play for some club team in Croatia? And then they're like, oh, you've lived here for 10 years. We'll make you a Croatian. So like the entire team was like, you know, Rebic, you know, uh, Fordic, like Nikic. And then it's like uh, Fernando. Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> like the fuck is this? Like it's, you know, it's weird saying that as an American soccer fan, because we got a lot of guys who were like dual, double and triple nationals. Yeah. Like Flo Balagun was born in New York and then he went to England. He only lived here for two years, but now he's playing for the United States. You know, we had a lot of the German guys that Jurgen Klinsmann brought in, but I, I don't know. Like, do so you don't want you, Andre Blake in net for the U.S. men's team? Andre Blake is is a Jamaican international. He was born there. He grew up there. He didn't come here until college, so it's he's like part of the motherland now, baby. No, and I'm I'm happy for him. I, that's the thing. I think it's great that he's an American citizen. I don't want to make this some, like xenophobic, like <laughs> you know, like, take or whatever. But like, I I. You you would want I think part of it is you want these guys to be like developed through your system too. Um, okay, that's more of a soccer win, thing. Win a fucking World Cup, all right. Win a World Cup is what I want. But going back to Joel though, we need this for for Joel because you go there, you go to wherever the the Olympics are going to be. You get two stars you become buddy buddy with, yeah. and you bring them back and you make their them and you make them say they want to be traded to the Sixers or in free agency, they become, you know, Sixers and stuff. And that's how it started with the Miami heat. You know, that's the blueprint right there. I always have said that the reason why the Sixers were never signed free agents, one, because no one wants to come to Philadelphia Two, because Ben Simmons, their two best players, Ben Simmons played for Australia and yeah. Joel Embiid didn't play in the Olympics because Congo, you know, never really made it. Cameroon, Cameroon, Cameroon. Sorry, Cameroon. Yeah. He's eligible. Yeah, I mean, he's eligible for Cameroon, obviously. But I, wasn't he eligible for France too? He's also eligible for France. His dad. What was that through his dad though, or something? Lived. Um, something like that. I know Cameroon and France has have very strong uh, ties. I'm pretty sure he's like fluent in French. Well, most of the yeah. Well, that's what they speak in Cameroon. They speak French. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the colonial African history is that a lot of the like there's a lot of soccer players that come from Africa. And when they take the next step, they go to Europe and they play in like France. Um, right. I mean, there's a lot of like people who have come back from colonial sub-Saharan Africa. They go to Europe and they play in France or whatever. There's your geography lesson. Um <laughs> This okay, so this is what the thing says in the Olympics. Uh, 76ers center officially received French nationality and could join Rudy Gobert and Evan Fournier's team mm. for the 2023 FIBA World Cup. Be I don't great. think Embiid is, I don't think Embiid's ever declared. Has he ever said anything on the record about what he what he would want to do internationally? On the record, no, but it's always like he probably he, he doesn't have like much interest in playing. I feel like so, I've is what yeah. always the rumor has been. Um, do you want to do you have anything on the Phils? It's the trade deadline today. There wasn't much like um who's this Teoscar Hernandez guy? And why am I supposed to get giddy over a guy slashing 238, 288, and 406 with 59 RBI? 16 homers, not bad. We do need some power in this lineup and 17 a, doubles. Yeah. He is a power bat. I mean, he was an all-star two years ago. Um, and just for people who don't know, I mean he was linked to the I guess the Mariners are selling at the deadline. He was linked to the Phils. I guess the Phils might be interested. Somebody else might be interested. He was he played for Toronto for a long time. So I don't know if a lot of Phils fans got to see him play in the AL. But yeah, he's a he's a power bat. He's a righty, but he leads the he leads major league baseball in strikeouts right now. And number two is Kyle Schwarber. So um, you know, be a lot of strikeouts, but yeah, I mean he does give you some power. It's you know what's embarrassing, man. I'll tell you what's embarrassing. The fact that we're at the trade deadline right now and the Phillies need a bat. 
Like, could you have ever imagined that going going into the season? Obviously, like Reese Hoskins, the, the injury changed everything at first. Bryce coming back from the surgery, like his power looks to be gone. Castellanos has dropped off after the all-star break. Um, Kyle Schwarber's, you know, hitting solo home runs. It's like, like Boom and Stott are the only guys you can like really hang your hat on. Boom and Stott. I mean, yeah, but I mean, is that crazy? If we went back to the beginning of the season, I told you that that's how it was going to play out. It's like, uh, yeah, you know, when guys are making three hundred million dollars, one guy's another two guys are making one hundred million dollars and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the pitching has kept us in this between the bullpen and the starters. It's like, but it's also like this. I feel like Dave does this all the time. Dave Dombrowski. He just waits to the to the last minute. I mean, I think we were up against the I'm pretty sure it was like up against like the last hour when like mm-hmm. we got uh Brandon Marsh last year, Noah Syndergaard last year. Yeah. Um so you know, hopefully yeah. hopefully he's willing and dealing. I know I know Ant thinks it's uh it's Duval from the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Um he thinks that that has some legs there. That guy's 34. He started re- off really well, but then um Adam Duvall. Yeah, Adam Duvall. Yeah, then he fractured his wrist, I believe. But the, I know the Red Sox fans. I got a buddy who's a Red Sox fan. They really like him um, and stuff. And the Red Sox are they're they're selling, I guess, because he's thirty four. Um, it's just this team. This team. I I'm in the middle of everything with this team. Like Rob Thompson finally like had a team meeting and was like, "Yo, we got to get our shit together." Which is right. unlike him. He's usually a one on one guy. Uh, and everything he, he rarely will address the team but after that pittsburgh series and all those blunders on the base pass all those blunders in the field all those blunders at the plate i think he was kind of like all right everyone just sh- sit the fuck down and let's talk this out real quick and he said it was like less than a 10 minute 10 minute meeting but you know they do go win 4-2 jake jake cave huge bunt you know they played pretty well yesterday tyron walker came back they got um, if they get through this marlins yeah if they can at least split this marlin series even if they win three or four I mean, I think they got like the Royals and the Nationals up now. I think it's like seven and mm-hmm. oh, it's the Royals and the Nationals. So they could, they can, they got to put some kind of, some kind of distance here. I mean, there's not a lot of games left, yeah. you know? I mean, for as much but, as I'd love them to go get like a Soto or, or go get like a big name player, like, a, you know, if, if the Cardinals were, were selling Arenado, yeah. they really don't need a huge, like, caliber, you know, star. They just need some dude who, like, is randomly going to have like a moment. Like a David Freeze kind of moment in in the playoffs. Like that's what I, that's what I that's what I look at. A bat that you can put in the middle of the lineup, who can hit for power, or who can you know knock runners in with scoring position, runners in scoring position. Yeah, and maybe did a you, bullpen guy because the bullpen seems like it's it's getting uh, tasked a little bit. Did you look at the wild card standings after last night? No, I didn't actually. I knew they were behind the day before. <laughs> It's it's a, it's actually very intri- intriguing because the the Phillies are fifty seven and forty nine, but the Diamondbacks, um, Marlins, and and Brewers are all fifty seven and fifty. Yeah, uh, it's okay. like it's packed. I think the Cubs are five hundred too. They're not that far behind. Oh my god! It's San Francisco yeah. fifty eight and forty nine, and then Phillies fifty seven forty nine, Arizona fifty seven fifty, Miami fifty seven fifty, Milwaukee fifty seven and fifty. Like, but that's the thing. Like everybody has sputtered. When everybody has sputtered, the Phillies yeah. have sputtered. When everybody got hot, the Phillies were hot. It's just, it's so weird. And that's why, again, why I can't really freak out because this team, I think over like the next like two weeks has a pretty favorable schedule. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's where they should distance themselves from from everybody. But uh, yeah, I mean, Dave, just, you know, 
Should have got off the pot, man. Let's go. Let's let's get something going. I mean, you see all these teams that are in the hunt making these moves and everything. And I wonder how much Cody Bellinger getting taken off the uh, off the trading block really affected them. Um, it doesn't seem like they want Tommy Pham from the Mets. You know, the Mets are selling Canha. Yeah. I know the guy that people were looking at. He got he got traded yesterday. It's just all these teams that are making moves, and the Phillies are kind of just like sitting there, and you're just like, yeah. I think the to the um, the Otani thing held up the market for a little bit. Um, uh, you, you know, it's like you're kind of waiting for that first like domino to fall. I, the Scherzer thing was very interesting because I went up to uh, I went up to City Field last week. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> we went out. I took the ESNY staff out to a game up there. I mean, for people who don't know, we uh, Elite Sports NY is part of our. Um, company as well so uh went up there with the staff and we went to city and uh scherzer threw like seven strong or whatever then he was critical of the front office after for uh trading david robertson the day before i guess and then they traded scherzer so can stick a fork in the mets but um that's a pretty nice stadium by the way um yeah there's nothing really around there It's, it's weird it's like you you go past um uh which which airport is it is it LaGuardia or jfk i think it's LaGuardia, but um then you just kind of like get off the highway and the stadium's right there. And there's a bunch of like chop shops, like right across the street. But um, yeah, it was cool, man. It was good. I mean, the sight lines were good and, you know, watch Pete Alonzo hit a couple of home runs. Go wow. Mets. And you got to see Max Scherzer's last start as a Met. What a, I what did. a couple of years ago. Yeah. I wish I had known going into it that I was going to witness history. Yeah, it's Michael Scott. I wish, <laughs> I wish when you were in the good times, you would know that you were in the good times. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the thing. The problems with the Phillies, I'm like, it's just like you got you need guys to just hit with runners in scoring position. Like what? What? You know, you just need the dudes on the roster to fucking do their job, you know, and not run into not run into each other during pop flies and not commit stupid base running errors. Like, do you did you really have to like go out and make a big trade to to fix that? Like, it, trades don't fix like these fundamental errors that they're making. You know, I mean, other than getting those guys off the field. Was Keith Hernandez right, Kev? <laughs> Is he going to boycott the next Mets Philly series because he can't watch this putrid yeah. fielding display? May have been something to that actually. Although it was funny how he said that, and then they went to the World Series. You know? They were also like, they were also like a, a above average fielding team at that point too. And I think actually the Mets were like below them in terms of like like all the fielding analytics that you needed. So it was just, a, it was just an off base comment that made no sense at all. And I think it was just like. Keith just like didn't have his like warm milk or something. I like just think doesn't doesn't it like when you watch the Phillies this year? Doesn't it? I mean, I have no stats to back this up, but doesn't it feel like? I feel like like a hundred times I've watched them have um, like Harper or Cassianos on deck uh, with like two outs or something, and then the dude in front of them makes the final out or something. Like they're that, yeah. like they're like, like that close to getting like the right guy at the plate or something. I don't, I don't know what more you do with the lineups. I mean, we can have the Schwarber leadoff conversation until we're blue in the face. I actually heard people arguing for Harper to bat leadoff because he doesn't yeah, have a lot of power. That, base. that the guy makes three hundred million dollars a year, he gets to tell <laughs> Rob Thompson where he wants to be in the lineup. He's allowed to do like that's a thing. Like, like, yeah, maybe he wants to bat leadoff, but he doesn't. So, like, stop with the Harper leadoff stuff because the guy literally does not want to to bat leadoff. He wants to bat where he bats, the three spot or the four spot, wherever Rob Thompson wants him. Um, I, I do. Like I would have. I would have Bryson. I would have Bryson start leading off. 
just because he's he's got he's got a great average. Like he gets on base, but I know. But then you, you know. get Schwarbs. You get him up like three, four times a game. He still has that that chance to to tie it up with one swing of the bat or or go ahead one swing of the bat and stuff. I I I, I know it's so hard. It's it's hard. I mean, maybe maybe Bowman the two spot will be good. I I know you know. Yeah. Trey Turner in the seven hole, most dangerous seven hole they have in the Major League Baseball, in my opinion. Um, but I also own a lot of Trey Turner stock. It's just I don't I, I don't. It's turning into like Odyssey stock right now. It's like they're, okay. gonna have to do, they're gonna have to do a reverse stock split to get Trey Turner in in compliance with the uh, the NYSE. You know, no, I mean, there's there's gonna be a dead cat bounce. One of these days, we're, but we're is going. there any? But is there anything like? Is it anything more than just like he's having the year that Cassiano's had? Yes, last year? that's what I, it is. So it is. Trey Turner will be an All Star next year. He's a future Hall of Famer. I like, can see it come. I can see it coming from a million miles away. You know. Yeah, you know? it sucks though because that'll be another year that they'll be old. They'll be older and everything. But um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe I don't let it get to me as much as some people do, but like, you know, when you're doom scrolling last night, when they're like down to nothing and like the first three innings, you would have thought like the, the world was falling. Oh no, here we go again. Blah, blah, blah. You know, these Phillies team sucks and they come out, they tie it up. They win four, two. And yeah. it's, like, it's like, this is why we play nine innings, you know? Like, yeah. Do, do they, do they suck yeah. with hitting with runners in scoring position? Do they, you know, sometimes one through four suck at the top of the order. Do they walk too much? They've walked like 50 times in the last 10 games. It's wild. Yeah. Um, that's, but like, do they not score enough? Do they play too many one, one run games? Excuse me. Yeah, they do. But I think when they're on they're you could argue they're the, the second best team in the entire NL right behind the Braves. Like when these guys start hitting, it's it's amazing that that ten and three run that they went on when they added dancing on my own to the playlist. They were mm-hmm. they were crushing the ball, but you know it's baseball is a weird game, man. So they've got mm-hmm. uh, three more three more at Miami. Then they get then they have a huge home stretch three three with Kansas City, four with Washington, three with the Twins who are winning who are leading their division, but they're average. They're like the Twins are like five hundred. Yeah. Two at Toronto, three or uh, oh, two at Washington, and one, and I think a makeup game against Washington. I want to say the San Fran, St. Louis, the Angels, Brewers, Padres, Marlins, Braves, Braves, Cardinals, Mets. It, look, at least at the end here, they have their their last ten games are against the Mets and the Pirates. So if they can get through that gauntlet, that like Atlanta gauntlet there, and come out of that unscathed, they could kind of you know sneak in here at the end. It's going to go down to the wire, man. I mean, that's it's going to come down to yeah, September twenty first. I don't think it does. Year. No, I don't think it does. I don't think I don't think it comes down to the wire. I think they'll. I think they'll. I think you you watch a Phillies team that sometimes at a random Tuesday in the middle of August they just don't give a shit. Hmm. You know, I think they run into a lot of like, hey, you know. Here's game, you know, 13 of, of the last 13 days. And then like Rob Thompson goes and talks to them. And they go win four to two. I think when they really give a shit, and you could say this is that about last year's team as a whole. Yeah. I mean, that Houston series, you're like, oh, my God, are we really going to fall out of the, the playoff race right now? They win yeah. it. Then they go on to the World Series because they kind of just started to give a shit. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's something that, you know, you can't you can't quantify. But uh, 
but it feels like that. Before we um before we go, I think uh buy your uh buy your Hassan Reddick's uh jerseys at a at a risk because according to ESP, he had a potentially a pretty spicy training camp comment about him being underpaid. Uh, can we play that? This is the first time we're listening to the audio. Oh, for fuck's sake. What is this? Who asked that question? Who is that? The sounded like McLean. I wasn't looking at this. McLean. The underpaid thing. God damn it, McLean. Causing problems I mean, already. It sounded like him. I was looking at the contract here. Hassan Reddick signed a three-year, $45 million contract with the Eagles, including $14 million signing bonus, $30 million guaranteed, and an average annual salary of $15 million. He's got all the janky-ass Howie Roseman, yeah. you know, dummy year at, shit. At the end of the day, Hassan Reddick, 16 sacks last year, I believe it was. Is he underpaid? Yes. Okay? He is. But – Guess what? You sign the contract. You sign the deal. You get paid. I'm sure Howie will rework it and get you some bonus money or blah, blah, blah this time next year, whatever. But you sign the contract. So whether you're underpaid or not, you signed it. I don't know. Yeah, we don't need this shit right now. Like, <laughs> I, like, just go, you know, just go sack the quarterback, you know. I don't want We don't need to be dealing with this right now. Yeah. Um, the Eagles will take care of the Eagles have fixed it. They always do. You know, Ford is screaming in the chat that they're all overpaid. <laughs> uh, they play a children's game. They're all overpaid. Yeah. Shut up I'd, and dribble. I'd go out there and I'd play for free. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best part of this show today, and there were many good parts, but it could have been your Mitch McConnell. The women's national team needs Mitch McConnell. That could be a headline for today. Maybe that's your column for later today. They need a strong Republican leader. Why the women's national team needs a Republican on the squad. <laughs> Is Rapino too much of a lib to lead the USA team? We'll just go. We'll just go full yeah. blaze, full Fox News. I'm pretty sure Outkick has already written that story. Oh, I just yeah. got to look at their their Twitter feed here. And by the way, I'm a I'm neutral. I'm an independent. I hate both sides equally. So. Let's just plagiarize Outkick for the rest of the day. Are the women? I'm not sure David Hookstead already wrote that. Like Megan Rapino. Like I love America, but I hate the libs. But I'm going <laughs> to cheer for him anyway. Oh man. Uh, by the women need a strong Republican to lead them to the World Cup glory. My column. Got anything else for today? No, let's end this thing before I get canceled here. All right. Hey, thanks, thanks everybody. For Appreciate it. Good to have you back, Kev. We will uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Go birds.